0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway.
2: okay hello everyone hello, hello hello welcome to another uh legion minisode we're doing chapter 12 today we just watched the episode yes oh my god what an episode Ooh, <laughs> it was it was great it was a good one uh, we are the voices in your head this is chase cummins and that is alan loose brock and there we go we did it again <laughs> did it on purpose this time
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: All right, so let's just start off uh, a little
1: backstory. Um, first, just first, we should introduce the fact that we have got a guest. That's true. This episode. That's very true. Yes, I'm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're. You're all right. I understand.
2: I'm I right was right here, Alan. It. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I didn't know when to do it. Um, our, uh, you can. T- uh. <laughs> Okay, there's lots of things going on right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jordan Katie is here. Hello. We've got Jordan with us today. She is uh, totally awesome and knows um, mild
1: to expert on a lot of <laughs> art wide things. You're
3: giving me that. Uh, yeah. It's,
1: uh, yeah, journeyman to expert level knowledge of art history. I
3: brought a couple of Wikipedia pages about things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's
2: some cool artsy stuff that I didn't know about that she was yeah. kind enough to share with us during this episode.
1: Yes. Because we all watched it together, and yes. now she's going to share with everyone <laughs> the well, when we get to it the art, yeah, yeah. the art stuff, the yeah. references, the relevance. So uh, we start this
2: episode because last episode we were kind of jumping through um, people's heads and their own mazes that they were in because they're like kind of under control of whoever the fuck
1: is doing this chattering teeth shit. What appears, at least from context clues in this episode, to have been the to bit to be the monk. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then it, because uh, apparently
2: it all ends when he dies at the end of the last episode. Again, again, we've talked about that, but I don't think it's the monk. <laughs> I think it's some.
1: Oh, it's okay. something else. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm saying. But like right now they're definitely correlating it now with something that was going on with the monk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the monk is around. Yeah. Things tend things, to go
2: south. Yeah, they start to chatter. But uh, so the, the we just entered Sid's brain maze and uh that's where the last episode ended yeah that's where the last ended. this is where as this one starts we are just right outside of her igloo entering her igloo and uh (laughs) her
1: her little mind igloo so i think it's interesting that they chose an igloo as the imagery for Mm -hmm. what that ends up being which is like her rebirth her womb yeah it's like a womb it's like an igloo with a fire in the middle mm-hmm. yeah and i love the, the little paper fire they had going on yeah i think it's an interesting imagery for for like being in a womb because normally being in a womb would be like a nurturing warm experience yeah for sure but she's in like a cold closed off yeah or at least okay. that's what she associates with even what before she was born yeah
3: especially as someone who's not able to touch you know she doesn't feel warmth in her life so the igloo would be significant. That's crazy. It's crazy. I kept on
2: thinking about her just like touching, uh, the mother while she was inside of her yeah. and just like <laughs> switching then too. <laughs> it's like, man, that's a rough pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. She's like drowning.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, no.
1: Just like some unformed mind becoming the mom. <laughs> like,
3: just like not knowing how to drive or oh
1: file her taxes. Oh my and, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wow.
2: Uh, but that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not. <laughs>
2: um, it was like the heartbeat going on. She's crawling through the igloo, and then she's coming out uh, birthed into the world. Yes. And we're just kind of getting history of Sid's character throughout this. You kind of find out that it's not really a maze, which you kind of, you kind of figure out anyway before they even mention it in the episode. Yeah. That it's all kind of just her past and just we're, shining a light.
1: It's all relevant to her and she seems to be in, in control of everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it, you can figure out that it's not the kind of maze that he was going through in the last episodes. Yeah.
2: It's showing a lot of parallels just to like who she is. Like she's growing up and she's like looking at this fish in a tank and that's kind of her as well. And it's just all this stuff throughout the entire episode. Um, like that. And then they're in the gallery and then you see that David is there for the first time. He's wearing like a security outfit. Oh, just, was he? Yeah,
1: yeah. He was wearing yeah. a security <laughs> like, outfit. I didn't notice the, that. Yeah. That
3: was great. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't see his face at first. He's like standing outside of the frame just mm-hmm. enough. Oh. So you have to recognize his voice. That so was great. Yeah.
2: He's kind of blended into the scene. Like,
1: but. I noticed him in the, po- the first time that they did the poetry reading and he's like standing off to the side and it was before they had really shown him Yeah, these sequences. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, he's in there in the gallery with her, like kind of watching her. Um, I I don't know how I missed that. And she's watching (laughs) the couple make out, and all this art is around them. And and so you were like damn that art is so relevant yeah. <laughs> i was like when what I does did that, she mean i started freaking out
3: and i for a commercial break to talk about it yeah yeah
2: <laughs> i'm like writing down the name that i think is it and i'm like
0: oh
3: i don't know yeah they were good it was like ethan panini <laughs> something like that
1: Ethan paninis yeah no. <laughs> Yeah, Egon Schaling.
3: <laughs> yeah, Egon Schiele. Uh, that was. <laughs> it. <laughs> it was. Yeah, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correct because I, it's a German name and I don't know. I've only read it.
1: It sounds right. Egon's yeah, probably right. Egon's right. Yeah. <laughs> that one's pretty,
3: pretty phonetic. And easy to do. But yeah, it's significant. I think that that's the gallery she was in because he made very, very overtly sexual works of art, and they were very much about you know like. These twisting bodies—they were very expressionist, and this is somebody who can't touch anyone. And so it was important for her to connect to that work. So it was great to have that as a backdrop. Um, and then also, like you know, his work was done in like the 1910s, 1920s. So it's like was really grotesque to people at the time; they weren't used to that. And so that would like mirror her own feelings, mm-hmm. you know. And then, it, and he's expressionist, and the show itself is an incredibly expressionist show. So yeah, they're kind sure. of like making an overt reference to their roots, which is great.
1: That's fucking awesome.
3: i not really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> it was Obviously. awesome.
2: I don't I don't know if I've ever, you know, if I've seen, I have seen his stuff, like I don't recognize anything and hopefully I will from now on, but it, I fucking loved it. It was beautiful. Oh,
1: it's great. Yeah. yeah. So the scene, um, like, I don't know, it was kind of towards the beginning when he's explaining what the paintings mean to her, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Like ex- describing them and how it's like the, being feeling of being trapped in despair and not being able to go anywhere because there's no arms or legs or anything like that are those like are those accurate readings of those paintings those specific paintings they chose for this episode
2: i think she even said like she like refuted that and said it was wrong to him
3: because like egon shealy was making really expressionist work that was about like the sexual expression about this freedom and then Mm -hmm. so i don't think he was necessarily considering the the actual bounds of the picture plane as cutting off limbs or like I think David says you're floating in negative space and he's actually using like the idea of negative space as like very literal and Mm -hmm. I think Egon Schiele was actually doing that in a very liberating way that these figures didn't have to be part of a traditional figure ground relationship and be in any kind of a, an environment. And that was very typical at the time, uh, to put your figures in a figure ground environment. So it was interesting that he saw it as a negative, or I think she probably saw it as a positive, which was how I think yeah. he intended it.
2: He kind of looked at it very like, uh, not very artistically. <laughs>
3: like, yeah, like, yeah. He was trying to analyze. He had a closed, very but he closed was mind. It. Yeah. And he was like,
1: I got it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I think in this episode we really get to see a picture of David as being kind of a dunce and being a little thick-headed and mm-hmm. not, not understanding his partner or like even really coming close for a little while. Well,
2: honestly, like kind of relating everything to himself and their yeah. relationship and not mm-hmm. really thinking about her as an individual as well. Yeah, with yeah, the very past. Much. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think it mirrors his own story. Like he was analyzing it through his own experience of being this disembodied figure that feels like he's All these multiple parts floating in negative space. Whereas that's not necessarily her experience of the world So he's reading the paintings through his own perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: true that that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) It's very interesting Um, yeah, this is a very psychological episode mm -hmm. Um, quite literally I mean they're inside sid's head Mm -hmm. but the I don't know the we get to learn a lot about David's psychology and how he views the world as well as Sid's and Sid's backstory. It's also interesting
2: uh, the thing that becomes what he has to realize or like what he has to see as she's telling him to watch this experience over and over again, kind of like Groundhog's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just getting a little more information every time. It's interesting is that he was told about this experience by her in the first season.
0: Very yeah, true, and it's
2: yeah. almost like he's not fucking paying attention. Yeah, but he also didn't watch the season a couple of
1: times. <laughs> true, <laughs> helps, yeah. but he should have been listening to his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm biased, but
2: <laughs> but he yeah. thought it was like a maze. <laughs> he thought it was a maze for a while before he figured out that it was actually like her memories. Almost, but he was...
1: Yeah, there was a like. I mean, obviously, there's a point where he. uh, There was a point of time. That he didn't realize he was inside like her own control. That it was something that she was out of control of, kind of like patonomy was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he figures out what's going on kind of quickly. I guess. no. It takes he kind of figures a while. it out like the very end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: He's like, all right, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Like that's like a line that he says <laughs> he, in there. He
1: had, a, <laughs> he had enough time to read one of her books that she was like yeah. reading in the memories.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he took a while. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, also, like, the whole, like, hurry thing from the last episode, that hasn't really been...
1: (laughs) Nothing has happened in this episode to address what the hell's going on there. We don't even know how much time's really passed in the real world at this point. Because two weeks inside this mind game could be... I mean, the time dilation stuff was established in the first season, so they could have only been gone for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Still. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's not hurrying yeah but there's Just playing some... mind games <laughs> <laughs> this whole show is mind games <laughs> um there seemed to be something strange that they agreed upon at the end there where uh i'm interested to see what what that meant like how they were gonna with like the love with the like burn the world stuff and like how they have to fight and they seem to have come to an understanding between each other that none of the other characters are in on. Yeah, and true. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how that is t- going kind to of play out in the timeline. Because
2: mm-hmm. I, I hope their relationship like sticks through like. like get stronger because yeah i'm I'm definitely fucking (laughs)
3: yeah i think this episode was a good indication that it will because Mm. whereas most tropes and anything you watch are like love's gonna save us and that was their whole thing it's like she kind of is going you need to get the point that love's not gonna save us that we're fighting for love and that we need to change our perspective in that and i think that's really significant because he really is just going like screaming i'm subverting this trope at you like noah holly's like stop thinking about this like a traditional love story. It's not a fairy tale, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's the, it's like the writers basically screaming at the yeah. audience. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it's so good. You get it like right away too. Like you you understand that he's trying to make you feel that, which is so yeah. fantastic about the show. Like he's he's very good at it. And like, you know it.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I love you, it. You can follow his train of thought the entire time. from the most part.
2: (laughs) So um, we're kind of just going through, you know, over and over till David gets exactly what he's trying to guess. (laughs) He keeps on guessing until he finally gets it. Um, But like you have all these kids like taunting Sid about her father and like who is her father? I'd never even thought about that. I was like thinking that. I was like wondering if that was going to play into that.
1: What were they rhyming well. about her
2: father? They were, like, saying that uh, she was, like, poor poor self sticks to herself or something, yeah, and like, that, dad's in hell. Dad's
3: in hell. That was, like, the thing that stuck with me. It was, yeah. like, that was the rhyme.
1: That, that it ended with dad's in hell. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah, because <laughs> yeah. your dad's in hell. <laughs> like, lives yeah. with your mom because your dad's in hell. Oh, that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what it was. lives with your mom
1: because your dad's in hell. Yeah, the, I, I'm sure that's significant that's going to be significant later. Mm-hmm. I thought that might've been the thing. I was like, okay, they mentioned a dad. I'm like
2: just trying to pick up clues. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I'm listening this time, but it was something that they completely didn't like, you know, address unless it was in the first season. You kind of just, yeah. And I, I really mean, didn't think they were, go- I thought of it earlier on, but I was like, oh, they're probably not going to like do that. But yeah, totally did. Canon. Yeah. Solidified that Canon. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: They, yeah, they are consistent. They're listening to themselves. Good, good job. <laughs> it's almost as if they plotted this out before they made it. Yeah, or they're just—they're just good writers. They remember what they wrote down <laughs> the last year. That this is uh we are joking, but that's actually a pretty big complaint I have about most television shows, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that was last
2: season. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, that's not, it's different now. (laughs) Um, but then it like goes through the kiss scene as well. Like that's pretty fucking crazy where the guy is just like cornering her and being like, I know you, I see how you look at me, kiss me. And then like pushes her ass. It's like, damn that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the girls show up teasing and he's, she's like, Oh, you want to kiss? All right. Mm -hmm. Kisses switches
1: yeah (laughs) kicks that ass (laughs) when when she's falling and it's him in her body and she's just like what did you yeah and it just fades out yeah yeah i love the way that was done Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he just beats these fucking
2: cheerleaders or just popular girls i don't know if they're cheerleaders they're bullies (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's what they are i assume they're popular they're the (laughs) attractive Yeah. yeah yeah for sure kicks their asses loved it yeah switches back he did it. <laughs> see you later, kid.
1: Now you're never gonna grow up to assault women. <laughs> oh my God. She did the world of service. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a, the wrong perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's a
3: repeated pattern, right? Like what you see there is the same thing you see later when you know her mom's boyfriend gets hauled off. It's like I'm mm-hmm. gonna ex- I'm gonna act with reckless abandon using the power that I have, and then. Whatever happens to these men in my life happens. Yeah, Those exactly. are the consequences. Like it's collateral damage, and that's something she learned. You know.
1: That's crazy. Oh my god. I didn't what even think about like... that. You're dropping brain bombs <laughs> on me
0: right
2: now. <laughs> Stinky <laughs> ones.
3: The last
0: one
2: will do. <laughs> um, we're not qualified, but Jordan is qualified to speak about this show. <laughs> <To> ramble, <laughs> <incoherently>. <laughs> um so like it's like the couple making out in the gallery as well is another thing that like David really focuses on and really tries to put that together. It's wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs>
2: definitely another thing. Um then we have the White Room. White Room starts playing by Cream, like this weird oh, yeah. cover of it, which is so fucking good. Yeah. It's amazing. It and it like shows her cutting herself, like in the leg. And I'm I'm trying to think like she, it just keeps on, he like goes in this super cut of her, like doing stuff to herself and like being certain way. And David just being like wrong, try again, like all this stuff happening and it goes, it like cuts from that. And goes to Carrie. Like it like ends there. <laughs> and then I think it starts back from commercial break. It was on Carrie. Yeah, with Carrie. girl Carrie in uh, the hallway where we left her off. Yeah. Chattering teeth. And uh, Guy Carrie had like disappeared in front of her. Honestly thought it
1: wasn't coming back. I thought that was <laughs> going to be a way bigger thing. Yeah, And for then sure. he just pops back. I was like, well, and then, A, I'm glad he's back. But I thought that was going to be something else. But
2: also what happened that he could just... Go inside her and then she's all right. Like what happened inside?
1: Well, the 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 plague stopped for everybody. Oh yeah, right because then. the monk. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody they in the assumed whole... le- the
2: monk left and yeah, it well, and...
1: just kind of travels with him. Yeah, because yeah. he died. He, he oh yeah, he, he fucking yeah. jumped off the roof. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that's all fine. Everyone's awake and the carries are good. So thank yeah, God,
1: thank God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but then they find uh, David and Sid are still like passed out, and they're like they're awake. Like we're monitoring them; they're awake. They're just like,
1: and that's when you realize they're d- she's doing this and he's doing this as like of their own will. Yeah, and they're like both very aware of what's happening. Yeah,
2: that's crazy. That's so
1: awesome. Like, Sid was intentionally trying to show David something,
2: mm-hmm. and then you get Tame and Paula.
0: That comes we in twice. In
2: episode, yeah, yeah,
1: right? it's great. <laughs> um uh. (laughs) so this is an episode with a lot of montage sequences yeah it is things from Sid's past and like they show some stuff over again but usually from like a different angle or a little bit of a slightly different perspective Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's like a very montage episode yeah and that's why i think there's so many so many great songs yeah. Oh definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well so and good. it's
3: a coming of age trope, right? Like no pun intended. But yeah, it is I, like the montage is like <laughs> a thing and it's showing her story. So it's like she's rebelling and then she's like moshing with people and it's like
2: Oh yeah, oh, the great. Mosh like scene the whole is mosh great. scene
3: and like the her with the changing. like weird mm-hmm. mohawk with her hair. I mean it was great. It was like that's the typical like teenage thing you do, but mm-hmm. like you're having to deal with that the way that she does yeah it's
2: talking about all this pain and anguish and survival Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: like owning the pain which is eventually kind of what it's about yeah um but he thinks again he's wrong and he thinks that it's about like you don't you think i won't love you if you show me all of this like all your wrongdoing and your damage and stuff and it's not really about him again which is (laughs) what he's doing yeah Yeah. he's He's inserting himself into the narrative
1: yeah and then that's when she shows him the memory of the whole thing with that guy that we heard about in the first season Mm -hmm. and I mean his his reaction to that is hilarious but and I I, it's almost like she's like trying to prove her point like like I can still shock you
2: yeah it's that's a great fucking sequence too it it happened like exactly how they explained it (laughs) in the first season like it's like what I
1: pictured
3: yeah
2: it was so good
1: they they did it really well. Like the they took enough time to like they didn't rush through it. Mm-hmm. They really like established like her thought process almost through the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her
2: Sid entering the shower as the mother, and then just like staring at the dude and touching his chest and being all weird, and then he just like fucking goes in for a super aggressive kiss, flips her around starts you know doing his thing on her and uh it just like gets out of the room the camera is like just like going uh like panning out of the room and it kind of gets weird (laughs) there's spooky music and you're like what the fuck
1: this is is very strange but then the record goes on it goes right into the record and then yeah the whole shot out of the the bathroom down the hallway um and it kept pulling back, it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, immediately, you're supposed to, to know something bad's about to happen, and something bad happens. Well, <laughs> so,
3: yeah, and it was very much mirroring the way her consciousness was leaving, going back to the mother at that point because it immediately oh, that's very snaps. true. Yeah, yeah that's like as perfect. soon as you hit that view of the record player and the white noise stops, she's back. Mm. So, yeah,
2: love it. It's so good. Motivated camera movements. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then yeah daddy or not not even daddy boyfriend gets fucking hauled off by the police and that's that sucks yeah it <laughs> yeah, sucks for that guy he's just having sex with his girlfriend
1: yeah. <laughs> we thought he came into the bathroom to have sex with him <laughs> yeah
2: god damn it uh and then david's like okay <laughs> i've got it and starts talking about all uh, like the pain and the damage and and How that is her, and it's all wrapped up with Sisyphus as well.
3: Yeah, which was interesting with the Fargo connection. <laughs> exactly. As well, yeah. Totally.
2: He's yeah. really on that Sisyphus kick.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think it's significant the way they used Sisyphus as a metaphor in this show, where sh- the line they kept saying was, um, ex- "or uh, survival is like the Sisyphus's rock, mm-hmm. and it's the burden itself that how you have to wake up and survive every single day." Um, And I think that's super significant to Sid's character. Yeah, I mean they're trying to bring that up uh, When they do everything at the end, but like you can pretty much sum everything that happens up with that one like line of the the poem
2: Yeah, it's kind of living that living in that not thinking that this fantasy love is gonna be you know always present ever present in their lives and that's pretty much the whole thing that she's trying to convey to David
1: well, love is is kind of like that rock, Sisyphus is rock. Yeah, exactly. She says say love well. love is yeah, uh,
2: love is a hot bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is a Beatles line.
1: <laughs> is that a Beatles? No, line? no,
2: <laughs> no, not at all. It's a little different.
3: See, but I had to think about it for a second. Like, a Beatles
2: Love line? is a hot hot bath.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it fits. <laughs>
2: I can see it. Yeah. But this is Sid Barrett and not John Lennon. <laughs> this, is what,
1: this is what would have happened if Sid Barrett had joined the Beatles instead of being boy.
2: <laughs> and love isn't gonna fucking save you, okay? Yeah, and that's that's another thing.
1: <laughs> that's the message in this episode.
2: <clears throat> that's the message. And, and she's saying that God loves sinners most because they bright, they shine brighter, they burn brighter. I think it's is what she says. Brighter and she's like burn with me. Oh, like, damn.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like some crazy ass shit.
1: I'm curious to see what it's going to mean. Well, wh- okay, so there's a twist at the end of this episode and that's going to come into play. Yeah, but, well right after that yeah. the burn brighter thing they wake up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, before the end of this episode, the major like conflicts was he's going to help the Shadow King. Because in the future, something terrible is going to happen. And if he doesn't do that, then the world ends and something bad happens to him and Sid loses an arm and all this other stuff happens. And then his conflict is whether or not he should trust that, right? So after this, the ending that we just saw and I'm sorry, I'm just, I got to talk with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After the end we just saw and after what Sid and David just like agreed upon with each other, what does that mean for the conflict that we thought was happening with whether or not he should help the shadow King. yeah
2: for sure it's the whole fucking future th- logic shit yeah. that
1: you're like, oh, like i so don't know how is this going to impact this and mm-hmm. like because this doesn't seem like it happened in the other timeline yeah for They're sure already, definitely not diverged yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting i don't know we didn't get much of outside world in this legion episode it was
1: this is a bottle episode for, yes. for what mm-hmm. Legion is.
2: Yeah, it was great. But that's the great thing about how they did the titles at the end because doing them at the beginning really didn't, didn't make sense as well with this episode and its content. Mm-hmm. It's not really about David or it's not really about like the entire um, kind of plot of Legion. Yeah, the overworld plot. Yeah. So like to do them after they wake up, and uh, <laughs> the lights are going off, and there's uh, like a bunch of uh, soldiers marching and stuff. And they're like, What's going on outside? And then you're going down the hallway, and it says FX and Marvel Television like presents. Okay. And you're like, What the hell? I thought this was about to be over. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's the end of
1: the episode, though, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. And then it shows Lenny being held by all these soldiers, looking like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Which is great. And she says, cool. I'm back. Surprise! I was like, God, fucking damn it! Yeah, it fucking
1: ended. Yeah. Yeah. Did ended. you get excited
3: for a minute when you saw the title sequence show yeah, up? Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like wait, is it gonna hour? be?
2: I know that Chase grabbed the remote and was literally waiting to check the time because he wanted to know if it was gonna go on for another thirty fucking minutes. Or so. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I, I was like, I was about to check it right then, but I was like, I don't want to ruin whatever is about to happen. because yeah. I know it's gonna be awesome, so I'm gonna wait till this inevitable commercial break, and we're gonna see how much longer is left. But then it's the end and of the. So, uh, yeah, ended. Yeah, fucking ended. I can't fucking wait. That's <laughs> so weird. Like, out. Lenny's back
3: uh,
2: has a body? <laughs> like,
3: what yeah. the hell?
2: What well, the fuck? <laughs> and she's been begging for one for the last two mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. What's the catch? What's going on? And does she have... Powers, or she's just regular Lenny. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, I, I she she, she seemed there. Was a, she just seemed like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> she's just a crazy human now. Like, I don't know.
1: All it means for me is that we're gonna have a shitload more Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza in this, mm-hmm. and in unexpected ways. Now, like, it's changed again. Yeah, it's changed
2: again, which is awesome. I but, love it.
1: Yeah, her relationship to the show is different, and she's going to get to do something new, even newer, like, which is crazy. I love it. I am She's so the excited. fucking best. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. it's, it's going to so be so good. good.
3: I'm just in silent agreement. I'm nodding. Like, <laughs> I love her. Yeah, just Jordan, what do you think? Just, oh, she's wonderful. <laughs> Perfect.
2: All right. Well, yeah, that was, that was chapter 12. It was fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah, a pretty a like short, like short episode mm-hmm. for us. I mean, it was a short episode for the show too. That was only like fifty-six minutes. Well,
2: It was good. It, it it showed you a lot of things over and over, and just kind of made sure you were paying attention and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was easy mm-hmm. to follow.
1: It was the easiest of so far. Of, yeah, for, for sure. All, like the last stretch, it was easier
2: is easier to talk to, and it was easier to follow. And th- thanks for giving us a break, Noah Holly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just grounding us a little bit more. Yeah. Cuz I know this shit's going to get crazy again.
2: Hell yeah, Lenny's back.
1: Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you have any episode highlights, like moments in this episode you particularly like liked above anything else? Um uh,
2: well, y- you answer first cuz I know you do.
1: Well, I have like <laughs> I have like at least one.
2: Not um, off the top of my head right now. I loved
1: the mosh scene when the faces were changing across her face. I yeah. thought that, that that effect was really interesting
2: uh, that was very fucking awesome
1: like visually I, I thought that that was really cool I loved everything they did in the Egon she I'm just gonna call it the Egon Sheely room yeah the, the paintings mm-hmm. and stuff I love just everything about that and the set design and stuff um, obviously and I love the shot the thing with Lenny at the end and the way they ended it with the title sequence and that was credits. very fucking cool yeah i mean those are all like probably highlights i'm probably forgetting something else just
2: awesome. the entire switcheroo sequence i think was mm. one of my mm-hmm. favorites it was just so fucking well put together yeah and uh that was so good <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite
1: parts what about you jordan
3: well i mean obviously the egon shealy sequence was great for me and something that i don't know if this is necessarily the case and i would have to look into a little more but i don't know if those paintings are actually as large in real life as they were depicted in the episode and i've been thinking about that in the 30 minutes since we watched it yeah and i think it's really interesting to show them as bigger than they actually are because that seems so important Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like she's in a, a dream state as well it's a it's an inventor reality that was so interesting to me yeah So now I get to go read more. She's made
1: the paintings bigger in her... In um, her mind, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, more monumental and more important, and I think that's great.
2: Oh, that's really cool.
3: Yeah. So now I have to go look and see how big those are actually (laughs) in real life.
2: (laughs) Also, one thing we didn't mention is when uh, she goes moshing at, like, the punk show, and her face is changing, and then, like, the next scene, she's strapped down in a hospital bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) I want to know yeah. like what
1: was going on.
3: Like, there's still a mystery to her backstory we didn't get. Yeah, I like sure. that's yeah. crazy
1: shit. I like that. Well, and, and like you have to think too. A lot of her power switching, like apparently, whenever she goes into another body after she switches back, they they physically switch places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's it would be I would I would yeah. It, it leaves a little interesting like mystery. To what's going on in her past or like what happened with
2: very, that, very that situation. Very, yeah. true. That's interesting. They could do so much cool shit with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they've given all of the major characters in this show very interesting powers, things that they can do like really psychological things with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Instead of just being like, oh, he he's Iceman and that's Pyro. It's like...
2: Oh, also just the character development in general, like... They've been doing a very fucking good job yeah. this, yeah. this season of like showing you a little extra into the characters themselves. And like the carries are so cool when they just like them talking alone. Um, mm-hmm. You learn so much about them, mm-hmm. which is so fucking cool. It's great. I love them. And I just want more and more of like their kind of history as well. Like they're so interesting to me.
1: I mean, I'm sure we'll get some more backstory on them. I mean, I hope, I hope we do. Yeah. But I feel like the, the main players in this show being the carries autonomy, uh, Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. Melanie, Melanie, David and Sid. And and I think probably even Hamish Linklater at this point, but we'll, we'll see. But like those core characters are all going to get their own individual like stages at certain points in time. Yeah.
2: Well, Hamish Linklater did in the first season, which is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, it was. Well,
3: yeah how many shows this little into like the second season give you that much character development where you actually see backstory like that yeah and there's you so see much like going him and his and... partner his, his yeah. kid
2: right he had a kid. yeah the yeah. kid yeah and like him laying in bed with, like half his fucking body burned and shit yeah it
3: and,
1: was that was crazy and the
2: best fucking villain moment ever of him like putting on that suit and walking out of like that locker room with the cane yeah so mm-hmm. fucking cool it was amazing. Yeah, it was like he was like transforming right then.
1: Yeah, this show does a great job of showing you characters transform, like, and actually go through a transformative process that you
2: right in front of your eyes that yeah. you can visualize. Like you, can, you see. can visualize it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a very. It, this is a very visual show. Yeah, more so than a lot of other shows.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's trying to do that. It's doing it on purpose. I just it's love doing how, a very good job.
1: I love how abstract. The, these backstories are given to us. Like, mm-hmm. this episode, we get to learn a shitload about Sid and about where she came from and what motivates her, but we get it in such an abstract way. Like, only one of the, in, like, the little, the story where she does the thing with the, the boyfriend uh, is the only thing we've ever really known about her past from the previous season. We learn way more about her in this, and then when we even see what we have already we already know, Yeah, it's still fresh the way they do it yeah it is
2: i I was like i wanted to see it
1: yeah well i wasn't like oh they already talked about this (laughs) yeah yeah. well a lot of shows i think fall into the trap of uh over explaining or or verbalizing their backstories or just dropping it into like an exposition dump like Mm -hmm. here's some stuff you need to know about me so the rest of this makes sense but this show really just like builds builds the characters and
2: yeah well the way that it. The way that the show is structured around David as a telepath as well, like feeds into that so hard. Yeah. You know, you're just like pretty much figuring it out with him in this episode. So it's not all revealed to you just as it's not like he's not getting it as well. Yeah. You know?
1: We're, yeah, it's very much from his point of view. Um, when the whole the whole series is
2: really yeah. and he physically explores minds, which really just mm-hmm. uh, It's, so, it's
1: so fucking great.
3: Yeah And that's what gives you the visuals you get because you're actually getting like a visual interpretation of these things So psychologically like you get these incredible wonderful things exhibited in like physical form. Oh <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's what's wonderful about it.
1: Yeah, so it makes it so good It's it it's really wonderful that they can they've like basically created a platform to explore psychology through mm-hmm. a superhero show by yeah. creating all these superheroes that can go into and become part of people's minds. And, and like they, they experience it in a visual way. And then they get to tell a story from points of view that goes into all this psychology and it's all visually.
3: Done.
2: Yeah. And like yeah. experimenting with psychology and philosophy and like blending them together in this weird, <laughs> crazy way too. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Yeah.
3: And it expedites the process of character development in that way. Because they can just show you rather than tell you. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. It's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and it it's creating for a very unique, like, television show and experience that you're not getting anywhere else. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe the Re- Twin Peaks: The Return has elements that mm-hmm. like share with this, but yeah, that's about it. Like, there's not too many shows just like we're just going to show you everything. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold your hand and like explain it. You have to kind of figure it out.
2: Yeah, but by the end, you there is a place that it's going that's
1: revealing most of everything to you Oh, well, exactly. well. Unlike mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, <laughs> yeah. I think Twin Peaks revealed some stuff if you finished it, but it was uh, it was a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, we just sucked that fucking show's dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are doing a podcast on it week to week, so
2: that's great. It's a wonderful show.
1: It's wonderful. Uh, this episode is surprisingly poignant and uh, <laughs> kind of sombering and straight straightforward. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm.
2: feel like a madman trying to put things together this <laughs> I,
1: week. I don't feel like I've dosed on acid afterwards, <laughs> but I do feel like I got a rewarding experience. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's beautifully said.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> what the show makes me feel like sometimes. <laughs> All right, well... Um,
2: I guess that's it. Thank you for listening.
1: Thanks, guys.
2: You can find us on Instagram and a bunch of other shit.
1: At coming of Age Pod or at Coming of Age underscore. You
2: just listen to us everywhere and give us uh, give us a review. Give us a shout.
1: Yeah, let us know what you think.
2: Thank you so much. Everyone, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.